The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Women's Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericawomen.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management. Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders recognized in their fields who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Welcome, and it's Linda, and I'm so glad to be here with you. I also have uh, my guest today is someone who has truly inspired me, um, who is a true leader in her field and as a woman as well, stepping out and stepping into um, her real place in the world, um, Nancy Monson. And I've known her about two years maybe, uh, but I find that she is someone who is so devoted to helping people live a soul-directed life every day. She brings a multitude of skills, talents, wisdom, and a lifetime of transformative experiences that guides people who are truly ready to live their soul's potential and purpose every day. I also love the fact that she works with um, a philosophy of human design, and I have found it absolutely fascinating. And Nancy and I have been working on defining that for me and what that looks like. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. We're going to talk a lot about her her experiences and then more about women and how they're challenged every day um, to not be an overachiever. So let's welcome Nancy Monson to the show. Nancy, welcome. Oh, thank you, Linda. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, I've I've just been waiting for this day for several months now. Uh, And so, Nancy, let's start off with uh, probably a a question that may um, start us off in an interesting direction. But you stepped into leadership, and you said this in the book, Women of Courage, Women of Destiny, from your climb of Denali. And I want you to tell us how and why. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you, uh, Linda. Uh, That was, you know, I actually, it was very interesting because when I, when I wrote that chapter for the Women of Courage book, it was a revelation to me that, you know, almost 30 years ago, it was 1989 when we, me and my three Mount McKinley, which is now known as Denali, the highest peak in North America, I didn't realize the leadership role that I was thrust into to basically what I realized to save all of our lives because of a crisis that occurred as we were approaching the summit of, of Denali. Um, we, we, my partner, who was the leader of our team, um, became very ill with what's called cerebral edema, swelling in the brain, and he couldn't function. And I was the one who stopped the team and convinced us to turn around and go back down, even though we were only an hour from the summit. Um, and most likely, you know, saved 
our lives. I mean, we don't know for sure, but it's pretty serious when someone gets cerebral edema. They can go into a coma and die pretty quickly. So fortunately, my partner was fine when we went down. So I didn't realize the leadership role I had taken because it was basically, you know, something's wrong. We have to do what we were told to do, which is go down when somebody's not feeling well. And when I wrote that art, you know, the chapter, I realized, oh my goodness, that was a leadership role. And it was basically a crisis that, that, you know, and I've read a lot of times leaders don't even know they're being called to be a leader because they just do what needs to be done. And I feel like that situation was, was relevant to that, to that philosophy. And Nancy, I find that very interesting because it's one of the things that I talk about about reluctant leaders. That yes. you know, we, we you know we don't t- we don't think of ourselves as leaders. You know, in fact, we even you know put up the 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 sign, the universal sign for no, no, don't put me there. And yet we do just what you did. Maybe not in such a, a severe crisis, but we step in. We take that leadership role, and if somebody says something to us afterwards, gee, that was a really great leadership position that you took. Then we go, oh no, no, I didn't. I just did what needed to be done I just mm-hmm. uh, you know it, it was just part of my job I really don't think of it as you know and, it, and it's very interesting that we especially as women don't um, eagerly step into leadership it's more dragged in is sort of what I, I like <laughs> to say <laughs> so Na- Nancy you you never reached the top of Denali correct yeah, we were one hour from the summit. We were at 19,720 feet, and the top is at 20,230. But according to the guides, the Rainier Mountaineering guides that were leading professional trips on the mountain, uh, we would qualify for a summit because of the altitude we achieved, which was higher. But we made, they all told us that we made the right decision to turn around and go back. Okay. Uh, did you feel at all that this would be a crushing disappointment? For you? Yeah. I mean, we had trained for climbing McKinley for over a year. We had done, you know, winter ascents of Mount Shasta. We had hiked, you know, and done just enormous training to be ready. We had been on the mountain for 14 days, slowly, um, you know, acclimatizing and going higher from, you know, when we were dropped on the mountain at 7,300 feet. So it was a crushing blow. We were very... We were very discouraged, um, but what we came to an agreement, which is what we had agreed before we started our climb, is that we wanted to be safe, and safety mm-hmm. was first over and above the summit, which is what can cause mountaineers, if you know anything about mountaineering, it's ca- that's what causes accidents on mountains is because people will not, they get summit fever, and mm-hmm. and part of, I think, being a leader is, is weighing the the pros and cons and the danger and benefits of situations like that. And I'm just very fortunate that we made the right decision. Yes, and I, I am very glad that you did as well. Uh, otherwise, <laughs> I might never have met you. <laughs> so yes. you, also talk, <laughs> you also talk about the fact that um, this was a, a very definite time for you to face your fears um, and to really turn your life around. And, you know, so, I guess my question is, how does facing your fears uh, like that um, help you to turn your life around, and what does it gain you? Oh, um, well, the interesting thing that happened, um, it was a turning point in my life. As I said, when I wrote this chapter, 
you know, not that long ago, I really got to reflect, and I think that's an important piece that everyone needs to do, is to reflect back on their life journey so that they can really digest and gain the wisdom, the pearls of wisdom that we all have in our lives. That particular experience, it pushed me to challenge every single limit, self-imposed limit that I had about myself, my physical limits, my emotional limits, my mental limits, and even my spiritual limits. And what it gave me is when I came back to my life, when I came back to my job and I worked in an engineering and physics company, and so I was in a very male-dominated, very intellectual, a lot of PhDs running around environment, and I realized I didn't have to hold back. I wasn't intimidated by these men because I knew I could basically, you know, outclimb them. I mean, I had confidence in myself that I never, that I didn't have so much of before I did that, that trip. Um, it definitely brought me facing my fears and realizing that I could do more and I was more accomplished and stronger than I ever thought I was, gave me the confidence to not allow um, me to hold my voice back. You know, I spoke up more in meetings. Um, I, I trusted my ability to contribute, you know, my intellectual ideas. And it definitely, as a woman in a male-dominated environment, it definitely changed um, how I viewed my own contribution and how I showed up in, in that environment. It was huge. Wow, that's amazing. And audience, did you hear her say that the turning point was looking at her fears, facing them, reflecting on her life's journey, really looking for the pearls of wisdom, the pearls of experience that she gathered um, on her life's journey, and also looking at what limits her and how can you change that? How can you turn that from a limitation to um, a, a positive point in your life? And I think that's really important for us to think about and to actually spend some time doing that, maybe in meditation or at least sitting quietly outside in the 108-degree weather. Uh, anyways... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how hot it is where you were, but it was 108 yesterday here, which is very unusual. Mm, yeah. So, Nancy, having done that, having reflected on your fears, having reflected on your life's journey, how did that take you to human design? You were in an engineering firm. <laughs> That's a great question, Linda. My life has always been... Um, and this is in my human design. It really helped me understand my human, uh, my life journey by understanding my human design. So human design is a, a self-awareness system that came onto um, came to us in the late '80s, and it's a it's a synergy of several different wisdom systems: um, I Ching, Kabbalah Tree of Life, Indian Chakra System, Quantum Physics, Astrology, and Genetic Biology. And it's a very very complete picture of our souls journey, our soul's um, desire for what it wants to experience this lifetime. And what I learned from my human design is that I'm not designed to have a one-pointed, single-direction life, which is how I came to human design through a bunch of different, um, un, I would say non-connected, but when I look back, I can see the connected. It wasn't a straight line at all. You know, I went from um, 
doing, you know, computer science work. And then I got an MBA from Berkeley, ended up becoming a consultant for one of the largest consulting houses in the world, ended up crashing with anxiety and depression from burnout, which led me to seeking for spiritual uh, sustenance, which led me back to Maharishi University of Management to get a degree in um, Vedic astrology, you know, Vedic wisdom, basically ancient Indian wisdom of meditation and transcendence, which then led me to being an executive coach, which then led me to being a life coach, which then brought me to human design. So that's my life. That's how I'm designed to live is this, you know, kind of following my gut, following where the energy wants to lead me. Some people have a very clear direction and their direction is one pointed. Mm-hmm. They have a single focus. So that's how, um, so for me, it's almost like I would say I stumbled into it. But when I look back, it's like I followed my life energy. I followed where my interest was. And that took me to all these diverse experiences. Nancy, that's, uh, you admittedly are a lifelong <laughs> learner, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, that is consistent. <laughs> Yeah, very, very consistent. And, and actually, it follows sort of what, you know, my life history as well. You know, I started out as uh, a major and not I started out, but I ended up as a major in the U.S. Army and did all sorts of interesting things there. I went back and got an MBA, worked at corporate in HR, then in training. And and now I'm, I'm doing leadership coaching and really have a passion for leadership once I actually took that step. But I still mm. study things like human design. I, I study the brain. I, uh, you know, I study all sorts. It's like I'm researching for, I don't know, some PhD that I will never write, write a <laughs> paper for. But um, yeah, it's, I'm always curious. I have this curiosity bone in me that, you know, even though I've done all the research, quote, I need to, to be able to be successful with what I'm doing, I'm still reading stuff. And I recently got into Marianne Williamson. Um, mm. And and that has been a very interesting um, adventure, to say the least. So, yes. Um, tell, yeah. So when you started with human design. Tell me what happened. <laughs> so again, now understanding my design, <laughs> yes. I understand now why, how I do things. So I'm what we call a manifesting generator that has emotional definition. So I had been exposed to human design for quite some time. I have two very good friends they, who had learned about it. They said, you have to get your human design. You have to get it. And I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I wasn't that interested. That that was probably a year or two before. And then I uh, met this man who was very much into it, and he had been giving me um, deep information about my own design, which blew me away because it was so accurate. And so I started getting more interested, and then I actually paid for a reading. I had an actual reading from this woman that just knocked my socks off, and I said, okay, this is too accurate more accurate than anything, even, you know, like some of the personality assessments that I used in my executive coaching work, it just blew me away how accurate it was. And that finally, with my emotional clarity, which came later, once I have that clarity, I'm off and running. So what did I do? I dove in the deep end right away. (laughs) I signed up for a class of training that was called Business Success Stream which is basically a class you take after you've had the introductory classes. But, oh, no, I wanted to learn right then, which is a manifesting generator. We want to 
hit the ground running and go from zero to 60 in two seconds once we get our clarity. And so that's how I dove in. And I, I ended up just following and continuing to take training courses for, gosh, I went from like December, you know, doing the, the deep, deep um, business stream training and then went straight through to get my certification as a reader, a professional reader in June of the next year. So I just immersed myself, which is what we do as manifesting generators um, in the system. And I've been doing readings ever since. And that's about probably four or five years ago now. Yeah. And you've read me and I'm a generator. (laughs) Um, Yes. And I love the fact that my life um, challenge is the fact that I get frustrated, uh, and that's so yes. clear. It just it drives. There are moments when it just drives me nuts. Um, and then I, I I guess like you also make decisions based on my gut, and it's something that actually yes. Rebecca Hulk Ryder taught me a long time ago, which was to use that. You know, if if it's a yes, you move forward. If it's a no, you move back. And I've I've asked some questions about should I join this? Should I do this? Whatever. And I one of them I didn't even get the whole thing out all I got was the C and it pushed me into the wall backwards I went wow. I guess I guess you're trying to tell me that I'm not supposed to do this right and the answer mm-hmm. was a really strong yes and I hit the desk it's like okay I'm not going to ask about this anymore because obviously it's very powerful um, that this is something that I'm not supposed to do um, mm-hmm. but I I found that the readings that you've done you're right they're spot on and really uh, told me a whole lot about why I do what I do and what's missing, what, what are open channels versus those that aren't. And in just a minute, we're going to come back and find out more from Nancy about human design and how it can affect your summer. And we'll be right back. Voice America Women's Channel, a leader in the forward movement of women's success. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. That's Linda at dare, the number two, dreamwithlinda.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Voice America Women's Channel a leader in the forward movement of women's success. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at dare to dream with linda.com now back to leadership stars 
Welcome back. We've been talking to my very, 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 very special guest, Nancy Monson, um, who is a certified human design reader and educator, um, also an engineer. She climbs mountains. I mean, this woman can do almost anything. Nancy, is there anything you can't do? I don't know. <laughs> I hope I hope there are some things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, and we were talking about human design, and we talked a little bit about you being a manifesting generator and, and what that meant as far as your education in human design. Um, I mentioned the fact that I'm a generator, and mm-hmm. it does definitely Im- impact me as well. Um, Mike, what, I guess one of the questions I had for you was, so how um, – does having learned human design help you to bring out your talents and your gifts? How has it done that? Mm. Um, Wow. (laughs) There's a lot. Um, But I think probably some of the most important things that it did give me is it allowed me to relax. Um, It allowed me to understand why I do things the way I do. To be more specific... I, as I talked about earlier, you know, I'm not meant to have a, a consistent direction in life. Well, there, in human design, there are nine energy centers, similar to the chakra system, only we have nine energy centers now, not seven. And we've evolved past that. And I have an open self-center, which is my identity center. It's right smack in the middle of our chest between the throat and the heart center. And it's the center of identity and direction in life. So, as I said, I don't have a consistent direction because there's no activations in that center. It's completely open. What that means is I also don't know who I am. I have no clue who I am. And this really helped me because all my life I've tried to find out who I was. I'd ask other people, well, who do you see me as? What is it? You know, I would... and. When I was a child, I thought there was something wrong with me because where whatever group I was in, I would just ma- magically become like them. They all just thought I was just like them. They loved having me in their groups. I fit in anywhere, and I thought, wow, there's something wrong with me because I I don't have a I don't you know I I'm I'm just a, a wuss you know I I just <laughs> mod, mold myself right. Well, right. that's exactly what I'm meant to be, a social, a social chameleon, you know, and because I become like my, my audience, whatever my environment is. Now, that is a great gift because it helps me to know who others are, right? So it helps me in my coaching. I know who people are. So when I do human design readings for people, I can basically take on their energy field and know who it is, know what that is. So that's just one of the many things that I learned is this is actually a huge gift. And it allowed me to relax and enjoy being able to fit in with any group that I happen to be, um, you know, engaged with. And Nancy, I think that's very interesting because self and the, the sacral are the only two that are, that are actually defined in me. So I yes. guess I know exactly who I am, right? Uh, yes, <laughs> but I, but I, but yes. I have everything else open. So you yes, know, I speak you other people's words. I, I oftentimes tell them what they're thinking, which freaks yep. them out to no, no end. Um, and, and that kind of, so it, it, it is interesting, um, how we adapt to our human design, even if we don't know what it is, right? Yes. Yeah. What, what I've found people saying is one of two things. One, when I, they get their design, they go, oh, that explains a lot about me. And then the second right. thing that happens is, oh, 
I don't have to fight against myself anymore. You mean that's how I'm supposed to be? Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and you know, with having like an open, um, everything else open, it, it's been yeah. interesting because I, you always feel, gee, I'm a little weird. Um, what will people think if I start saying things that are in their head? You know, that kind of thing. Because, mm-hmm. But that's what I reflect back. Um, so mm-hmm. I, it, it was really not, kind of nice to know that it, it's okay. It's who I am and it's what I'm supposed to do. And um, I'm not weird and, and freaky and all that good stuff. So uh, as a leader, exactly. that made me feel a whole lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And, you know, you have you have leadership in your design, too. I mean, that's very clear yes. from from your design, that you're, you're designed to be a leader and to really, um, you know, lead from your heart, as we've talked about. Absolutely, yeah, and I so appreciate that. It really, Again, it grounded me and let me know that where I was going was where I should be going, as they say. Mm. Um, I, I do have one that I want you to define for uh, the audience, mm-hmm. and that's um, how will human design help them to understand who might wait for an invitation before jumping into a new project or why you jump in and or and or that you listen to your gut when making decisions so it's it's sort of those three aspects um yeah why do some people jump in why do some people wait and then why do some have to sort of ask their gut before they can take action oh that's great um so there are five energy types in human design as I mentioned, I'm a manifesting generator, um, which is one. You know, we wait to get our, we have life force 24-7. You are a generator. That's the other of the two um, five, of the five types that have life force 24-7. We're little energizer bunnies. 70% of humanity has that defined sacral center. It's the lower belly, you know. So yeah. you, we do listen to our gut. Um, but it means not initiating. It means waiting for our gut to give us a response, right? Does right, our right. does do we have energy for this? Do we get an uh huh? Some people hear an uh huh or uh uh-uh. uh, you know, or energy goes, yeah, I want to do that. Yeah, I have interest <laughs> in that. So that's seventy percent of us. That's the two types: manifesting generator and generator. The other. Um, there's there's two other types that are fairly com not as common but um, you know manifestors they're eight percent of the population they're the ones that get to initiate they're the ones that are fire ready aim they are they <laughs> initiate they are catalyze energy they walk into a room and everybody wants to do something because they manifest they they are always wanting to manifest when I've done readings for people who are manifestors, I asked them, I said, so what was, it, what was it like when you grew up? How did your parents handle you? And they go, oh, my parents, they were pulling their hair out with me. They kept trying to get me to do stuff, and I was always, you know, I was always on the go. So basically, you know, manifestor children, it's basically keep the sharp objects out of the way. Let them go and do. <laughs> so they're only 8%, right? So <laughs> they don't take up much of the humanities um, uh, spaces. So the third type, which is what you said, Linda, is called a projector, and they're almost twenty percent of the of the population. And they actually are here to guide us, crazy generators, with all this you know energizer bunny energy. We're the workhorses of the planet, mm-hmm. but projectors are here to help us. They're here to guide us and help us know how to use our energy in a way that doesn't lead to frustration, as you talked about. It leads mm-hmm. to fulfillment. 
they're the guides, they're the directors, they're the orchestrators. They don't have that sacral energy that's 24-7. For them, they can't do those long works, you know, long work schedules. They need to take breaks and, you know, have tea time or maybe naps in the afternoon. But they have incredible wisdom about us about who we are. They can see deeply. They can project deeply into us and see what we need and the direction we need to go. And they're the newer type that's starting to come into the planet because that's what we need for our evolution as a human species. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, audience, I, I hope you're hearing what she's saying, that, it, that it's <laughs> you know, for your human design, it, really, it makes a difference as to what you are, as to what you need you know do you jump in do you wait do you listen to your gut those kinds of things and it's okay uh, you're not weird or unusual or That's you know right. n- nobody understands you because there are there is definitely a a methodology to help you understand who you are and how you work on this planet and who you need uh, one of the things that I, I talk about um, is you know when you bring members onto your team or my my troop, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that's really key is not to bring clones of you onto the team. What you really need on your team are people who complete you. So, audience, you hear that. People who complete you, not people who are like you. Um, Because you will get more done, you will um, have more projects that actually go out the door when you have folks who do things that you don't necessarily like to do and aren't very good at, and probably it's not in your design either. Right, Nancy? Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Let leadership expert Linda Patton be your guide to uncovering the leader that lives within you and that you are meant to be. Through her signature training programs and workshops, Linda takes you every step of the way to help you tap into your personal leadership power, design a clear vision, build a loyal, effective team, and create a practical plan to make your dream come true. Get started now by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at DareToDreamWithLinda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, DreamWithLinda.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Voice America Women. Your passion starts here. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. 
Welcome back, and uh, I'm glad to have Nancy Monson here with us talking about human design and how it works. We were talking just a bit about um, being an overachiever, and one question I have for you, Nancy, is how did your aha moment about the fact that you were an overachiever really bring clarity and change in your life? Um, Yeah, well, my life's work, um, which is... um, revealed in my human design is around getting out of exhaustion and into resolve. And what that means is because I have a lot of energy and I have a a commitment, I have the yes gate also in my design, which means I can't, it's very hard for me to say no to anything, which leads to that overachiever. And there's a whole lot of other things that contributed to that. But what my whole life's work, which revealed in my human design, is about getting out of saying yes to the wrong things, which leads me to exhaustion and being an overachiever, and mm-hmm. being in resolve to only say yes to what brings me joy. Instead of trying to please everybody else, which is one of my core wounds, only saying yes to what is right for me. And that's my life's work. And that was so helpful. And it's been a journey because, you know, many, many, many years of conditioning, of trying to please other people, part of it is that open self-center, trying to be who other people wanted me to be, and letting go of that and saying, okay, my life's work is to have resolve to only do what is makes me happy and brings me fulfillment. And that really is helping me let go of this overachiever, which pretty much is gone now. I rarely do I end up saying yes to things that are not right for me. Uh, But it it took a lot of work, and I can't tell you how much human design helped me to see that pattern that was Mm -hmm. creating so much stress in my life and exhaustion. Audience, so you heard her say that one of the things that we can do is to, to get out of overwhelm and stress and that kind of thing is only say yes to those things that bring you joy. And mm-hmm. I think that's a really key point that you just brought up, Nancy, that mm-hmm. um, fortunately or unfortunately, we tend to say yes to everything instead of being discerning and say yes to only those things that will bring you joy. I think that's really powerful. Thank you. Now, it's summer. And many, maybe even most women overachieve. Um, They take on more roles than Croesus had coins. And, you know, their daughters, their sisters, their wives, their mothers, their career women, you know, they've got so many different roles that they play. So how do you slow down for the summer and still move forward with your goals towards your vision for the rest of the year? It's mm, a great question. So if I know my human design and I know my particular way of making decisions, right? So mm-hmm. there are six decision types, six what we call authorities. If I follow my authority 100% of the time, it will help me to get out of overwhelm. It will help me to get out of overachieving. And it will help me to only say yes to the things that are bring me joy, bring me fulfillment, and bring me the greatest success. So a huge piece of, of the opportunity 
in human design is real. And I think of all that human design offers, which it's like vast. I mean, mm-hmm. way vast. I'm, the more I dive into it, the more I realize how incredibly um, powerful it is at very, very deep levels in our in our DNA. But if I only do one thing, and that is follow consistently my authority, what is, what is right for me, and it's never in our mind, it's always someplace in our body, whether it's our emotional clarity or our gut or our spleen that gives us instantaneous knowing, whatever it is of the six different decision-making types, if I follow that 100% of the time, my life will transform and it will be easier, it will be more successful, it will be more fulfilling. And again, you know, help us bring out our gifts and talents that are what our soul wants to express this lifetime. Oh, that sounds so powerful. Um, So, uh, Nancy, I know that you have a free gift for our listening audience, and I'd love you to tell them a bit about what it is and how they can access it. Oh, my sure, uh, be delighted to. So, what I created is a report, uh, free report that goes through and explains the five energy types and the six authorities, which are the two main keys, the two most powerful keys, and the greatest way to get um, acquainted with human design. It explains those those different elements in detail, so that if you have your human design life chart and you read um, what is your particular type and your particular authority, it can give you great insight already um, with what works best for you. Like I said, these are the two most powerful keys. It's called Understanding How to Make Great Life and Business Decisions, which are the combination of the type and authority. And you can get that free gift by going to my website, everydayspirituality.com forward slash souls. GPS, S-O-U-L-S, G-P-S. That is phenomenal. Thank you, Nancy, so very much for having created that for our, our group. Um, I do have one thing, though. Uh, we've talked about, you know, the, the centers uh, mm-hmm. and, you know, the manifester and all of that. Mm-hmm. And you dabbled in the authority. You said that there are six. Mm-hmm. Could you give us just a little bit of a, an idea of where those six are? Because there are nine areas, right? But only six of them are authority, right? Right. Yes. Okay. There are nine energy centers. Each right. energy center has a certain role. You know, you talked about having an, uh, being able to know what people think. You have yeah. an open mind. So you really do channel what people are thinking. You walk into a room and you know instantly what's going on in, in people's minds. So mm-hmm. the energy centers in the lower part of our design, in the lower part of our body, are where we get our decision clarity. Um, Mm. Not, like I said, not in our head. So the one that trumps everything is the emotional center. 57% of humanity has emotional definition. We're on a wave, emotional wave, from the moment we're born till the day we die. We're here to ride the full experience of being an emotional being. That center trumps every other center for authority, for making decisions. Regardless of what your energy type is, if you have emotional definition, that is how you make decisions. You wait for your emotional clarity. That 
I know for me, having emotional <laughs> authority, I can get very excited and, ex- and want to jump in right away, which is what leads me to overachieving. And then mm-hmm. I say yes immediately. And then a day or two later, when my clarity comes, I go, ooh, no, that really wasn't what I wanted to do. But yeah. now I'm already committed. So that's the biggest one that most people I, I work with have to deal with is learning to wait until they have emotional clarity. The second one, which you have, is the sacral. Mm-hmm. It's the easiest. It's just a simple gut, yes or not now. Uh-huh, uh-uh, right? Just do I have energy for this or not? Energy or not? That's simple. And that, that's the easiest of all of the six. The third is called splenic. And that is an instantaneous knowing. The spleen is the center of survival. It's the center of instinct and intuition. And you can think of a cat or a dog. When they see, a, like a cat, when it sees a bird, instantaneously they are targets on. That's the spleen. If you have splenic authority, it's instantaneous yes or no. It sees the entire picture in the flash and it's a knowingness that says, it's, this is for me. Um, if you miss it, you miss it. It's one shot and that's it. This, the fourth one is the heart center. It's the center of will. And it's like, I want this or I don't want this. It's a center of just knowing what you want and what you want is what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. The fifth one is the self-center, and that's like a little flower opening in the chest. It's like, ooh, and it comes over time, and it's very, it's a leadership um, authority. When with people who have this um, authority, it's about following their own way, and they can't explain it to anyone else. It's either, it's just a knowingness that comes very subtly and very gently. And the last is a very rare type called outer authority. It's someone who has none of those centers defined that I just mentioned. And Mm -hmm. therefore, they need to wait a full lunar cycle before they make a decision for anything important. They need to go out and research by talking to people, going online, gathering. Every day, they're going to learn something new. They are the most wisest of all of the energy types because they have evaluated and gathered and researched for a whole lunar cycle so they know the most about a particular situation. So, but again, that's very rare because those are in priority order. So you can imagine, you know, from the emotional center of 57 all the way down to an open um, outer authority, that's very rare. Mm-hmm. So, Nancy, I have a question for you. If sure. you have, like, I have both the sacral and the self that are defined, mm-hmm. nothing else. Right. But sacral is the one that I make decisions based on, not the self. And why is Correct. that? It's, these are in priority order. So like okay. I said, the emotional center trumps everything. Then the sacral center would be the next. So you don't have an emotional definition, which is why right. your sacral center, because it is defined 24-7, you've got that energizer bunny energy. That then now becomes your decision-making because it, it trumps all the other centers for decision clarity. So it's in a priority order. And so how I shared it with, with you and your listeners mm-hmm. is in the order that would, that would make sense. So if someone doesn't have those centers defined, then they, that's what will determine. The one that is defined is what determines their authority. 
And it, Did and that make the, sense? Because it's a little bit yeah. confusing. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Uh, so it's sort of as you go through the the uh, mm-hmm. how they the major you know how how big they are, how many people have it. Um, yes. And the first one that you hit is the one that's your decision making um, center, your authority right. center, right? Yeah. So even yeah. though I have sacral, it I or excuse me, even though I have self, sacral comes first, and so it trumps exactly the self. Exactly. Ah. Okay. Yeah. So again, listeners, you might want to consider how do you make decisions? Do you are you all emotional? You know, as as uh, Nancy said, you know, you get really excited about it and you run off mm-hmm. and you do it, and then you sit back and you go. Why did I do that? Um, exactly. Or, <laughs> or do you sit with it in, in your gut and, and you know, look at, is this a yes? Is this a no? What is this? And really rely on that. It's taken me some time to actually sink into that and realize that it, it has something to say to me. Um, or, you know, is it your spleen? Is it the heart? Um, is it leadership in the self? Or are you truly um, other? other authority and so mm-hmm. you do spend you know a month researching before you make that decision um i know nancy that would drive me nuts but then again <laughs> that's not that's not my human design yeah yeah i'm working i've i have a long-term yeah. client uh she's been with me now about three years and she's moved from being mm-hmm. an entrepreneur um because she's been very successful into now being a ceo for this company that's growing fast and she has outer authority and Ooh. so we work together very closely to help her do the research that she needs to make sure she gets the correct decision, which is challenging because this is a rapidly growing company. They, they've been given lots of you know, um, investment dollars to grow this mm-hmm. company really quickly. And so for her, it's been this real, um, very interesting and sometimes challenging journey to hold off and not make decisions under the pressure that she might get from these investors or from the urgency of situations to wait until she's gathered enough. Now, you don't always have to wait those 29 days, but you have to wait enough until you get the right answer. So it's helped her be able to trust that she needs to go out and gather information. She Mm -hmm. thought that was a a weakness in her because, you know, being a woman – she made up mm. stories about, you know, she couldn't make a quick decision. And I said, well, you're not designed to make a quick decision. You're designed to go gather research and talk to people. She goes, oh, that's how I've always done it. I thought there was something wrong with me. No, that's your way. And, and she's that's been who you super are. successful. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is I, w- I wonder, and my, my guess would be that there aren't any military officers who are open designed. Would you say that's probably true? At least not those that are in the field. It would probably be very difficult for someone uh, who has an open authority, outer authority, to operate in a, an environment that has to make quick decisions like that. Yeah. I would yeah. say yeah. splenic and um, sacral would be the two most successful in those mm-hmm. kinds of environment, particularly is splenic because it's about safety and in survival, you know, like I said, the spleen is all about survival. It's the oldest center, you know, what we share with the animal kingdom um, about survival. So those two would probably, in my opinion, be the most successful in the field. Okay. So Nancy, one, one more question. Um, And you've actually asked it in some respects, which is how, 
when you embrace and live your human design, can it help you to really move through this period of time, summer where, you know, everything was growing and getting ripe and that kind of thing, heading into the fall where we begin to harvest and the work really begins. But this is a period of of growth and, and sort of stepping back, relaxing in the, in the heat and the, mm-hmm. and the wonders of summer. How do, how do we as women um, really step into this period of time and yet really use it as a launching point for a really powerful fall? Mm. Well, I think, um, you know, one of the challenges that we all face, all of us, is um, conditioning. You know, the patterns, particularly the unconscious patterns that we've been, uh, that we took on as children uh, to survive and and be accepted and gain love and be, you know, be successful in whatever way we were shaped to be Mm -hmm. successful. One of the big uh, challenges is is making that conditioning aware in our Mm -hmm. own mind so that we can decide, gee, is this serving me or not serving me? And that is a real helpful tool with human design because it reveals our conditioning. It reveals the challenges that our soul wants us to embrace and to transcend in this lifetime. And so if summer is an opportunity to kind of relax and gain clarity and get focus and get ready for you know harvesting our fruits of our labors in the fall, having awareness of my human design and looking at, okay, what is it that's getting in my way? What is it that's holding me back? What is it that is not allowing me to bring out my full talents within my own self? Then that can help us let go of these things that are are not who we think we should be and help us relax into and embrace who we are, who we have been designed to be, and that can catapult us into a more successful fall. So I think summer is a great time to do some human design work that brings that self-awareness, that helps to let go of the things that are not who you are, that you struggle with, and that you've spent way too much energy um, trying to fit into somebody else's idea, and a lot of them are the ideas we've taken on, and let go of all that so that you can really launch in a more powerful and authentic way. Nancy, I think that's just so very, very powerful because I, I know as not so much when I, you know, before I had kids, but once the girls were here, it was summer was a time to spend with, with the kids. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, there was no, there was no structure to the day, which of course drives me nuts. Uh, and you know where they were going, what they were doing, or there was too much structure, and they didn't get a chance to sort of rest, relax, and and whatever. And you know, having that balance between the two uh, is, is is something that I think many moms struggle with. And mm-hmm. you know, we always took vacation the end of August. Uh, the the French take the entire month of August off and move to Spain. Uh, and I I think <laughs> that's also something to consider in your human design as to so how do you relax um, and how do you know what's, what's right um, to keep your business moving forward and towards the goals you want to and yet to use this time to rejuvenate and relax and to get ready for a big push in the fall and the winter, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, as, as I talked about earlier uh, in your show, 
Um, mm-hmm. One of the first things I learned in human design was how to be successful. How does our design support us in being successful in business? So, you know, one of the things that I do with my clients is to help them understand what are the key elements in their design that they need to uh, take advantage of to align with their business. So, you know, learning that and then aligning your business with that can help you then launch into a more successful business as well. So, you know, it's all there. Um, it's deep. It's vast, as I said, um, but it can really short shorten the amount of time and effort and bring more fulfillment to help you be successful, right? Shorten the time and the, and the struggle. Yeah. And Nancy, I can tell you that I, you know, I've just really start. Uh, I'm, I'm feeling better about the human design and that I understand what's all going on around that. The business side, which you and I did a while ago, mm-hmm. I'm I'm still digging into that. It's like, I'm, I'm, st- I'm still not, you know, it, I feel like I'm walking on quicksand uh, and, you know, uh, really haven't gotten a great handle on it, but I appreciate the fact that you did that. Now all those things are activated and they're doing their thing even mm-hmm. when I don't know it, right? Yes, yes, it's yeah. been activated. And to really gain the depth of the human design uh information, we have to work with the energies, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. you have the recordings of the readings that we've done, and then those are for you to continue to mine the pearls out of the, out of the information that, that I shared. So I've found that when people do listen to the recordings over and over, that it really does help them. It activates. I had one woman who I worked with, she said, I don't vibrate the same way as I did when we started the program. Right. She listened to her, she used it as like a bedtime um, recording. She would listen to it until she fell asleep every night, <laughs> which All I right. think is pretty remarkable, but yeah. uh, it worked. And, it, it really and helped is, her. Yeah, thank you so very much, Nancy. I think that's the key is listen, 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 take notes. And of course, I researched, so I bought the gene codes. Um, so <laughs> thank you so much, Nancy, for being with us today. My pleasure. And And for our listening audience, if you have any questions or want to see how to dig deeper in the art of herding cats, check out the website at www.daretodreamwithlinda.com or send me an email at linda at that same address, daretodreamwithlinda.com. Until next time, be courageous, dare to lead. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week.